This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into NBA Friday, Game 6, Western Conference first round with the Warriors taking on the Kings. Warriors lead the series three games to two. The Warriors laying seven and a half points. They're minus 300 on the money line. The Kings are plus 240. Your total at BetMGM, 235 and a half. Tell the people what they should bet on tonight. I don't know if there's a way to play this spread. Doesn't seven and a half feel a little mm, uh, anxious, I think, for me? Yeah. Because I do think it's the Warriors that win this game. And I'll say this about the Warriors as favorites in this series. They have covered and won uh, three of the four games in which they were favored. So especially when the Warriors are playing at home, we know the Warriors are a different animal at home. Darren Fox is still not 100% with that fractured finger on his shooting hand. So I think it's probably the Warriors that win this game. And plus, in the clutch, we've seen this with teams across the board. The younger teams really have trouble shutting the door. And if the game is close in the final two minutes, it's usually the more experienced team that pulls it off. But the thing is, if the game is close, you know, in the final two minutes, the Warriors probably aren't covering the seven and a half. So I think there are other ways to play this. I think there are a couple players you look at. You look at Draymond Green, who shot more than 10 times in back-to-back games for some reason or another. He is a bigger part of the offense, and some of it probably has to do with the rotations and the fact that he's coming off the bench. So he's playing with a different set of guys where he's taking more shots. So his points prop, nine and a half. Maybe take a look at that for plus money for the over. And also, Kevon Looney has been a rebounding machine in this series, three straight games with huge performances on the board, 20 rebounds, 14 rebounds, and 22 rebounds in last game. So somebody to keep your eye on for rebounding props as well if you can't make a play on a side or a total. But Jenks, is there like a more traditional play you like here? I think I might lean to the under. Now, you said I was a brave person, which I appreciate that. But I you think are. it was meant to say, like, why why would, why, why would you bet on the under? And you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, I'm not going to bet this. I always have to drop the caveat each and every time I talk about the NBA. My favorite play tonight, we'll get into this game, is Lakers laying the points. But as far as this game is concerned, I just believe part of the Warriors' strategy is, and it's worked for them, is they've had to slow things down. Now, can they? Because we're looking at a total of 235 and a half. But the one thing the Kings do, and we saw this throughout the regular season, is they just want to outscore you. They don't have a lot of interest in playing defense. What they do is is they jack up a lot of shots. They have some scores to Aaron Fox, absolute superstar. They get back on defense, and they don't really charge the offensive glass. They'll play defense, and then they want to go right back down the court and fire it up again. They don't want to get into a half-court game, and I think that's what the Warriors have been trying to do, which is to slow things down just a little bit. The Warriors can run, no question about it, but the Kings really want to speed up the pace, more so than the Warriors. So I think what we're going to see from Golden State is to try to slow things down a little bit and to force the Kings into more half-court sets, which is really against the way they want to play basketball, and also that's going to lean towards the under if that's the way this game goes, if it slows down. And when you talk about to Aaron Fox, you mentioned his injured finger. Like, I'm, I'm stunned he's playing. Like, good on him. He's been tough as nails playing in this series. But when you have an injured finger, I think there's more of a, a propensity for him to have a bad night shooting just because there's no way that's not being aggravated. So you take those things together, 
I would lean under 235 and a half, but when you're talking about these two teams, it's not exactly a play I'm thrilled about. Well, the line's moving that way because it looks like it's 234 and a half now uh, over at BetMGM. I think the sabotage factor always is. Both of these teams shoot a lot of threes. Even though Sacramento has not been nearly as effective during the postseason, Mm -hmm. I think they're shooting like 33% or something for the entirety of the postseason from the three-point line. So especially with De'Aaron Fox injured, I'm not going to talk you off of it. I just, like I said, these are two teams that are fully capable of jacking up a ton of threes. So the inner square in me is rising up from the depths and wanted to tap in for just a second. Jenks, how do we feel about a Warriors-Lakers money line parlay? Is this too square to even consider? Oh, God. <laughs> I think I I think I played two money line parlays. No, I take that it back. Never works, I played probably right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I played, I think I played four or five money line parlays on this show, and I believe I've hit one like a 20% clip because I'm really good at math. I, the last money line parlay I had was the Celtics on the money line against the Hawks in Boston, had a, a hockey play to go with it. The Celtics, like that, I just threw that in to reduce the juice and the Celtics lost outright. So I'm not saying I won't do it again. I am saying I want no part of a money line parlay, but that's me, Chelsea. You've had a very nice week. Maybe you're onto something here. Can I talk you into a money line parlay? Nah, somebody's definitely capable (laughs) of losing. And I think it's just somebody out there is definitely thinking this. So I felt like it had to be addressed. But I think, you know, both of these teams are capable of losing a game. And maybe we see Mm -hmm. seven games, you know, from one of these series. Do you think um, we get a game seven in either of these? You think there's a chance? I think maybe, I don't know, maybe Kings Warriors. I know the line doesn't say that because the Warriors were seven and a half point favorites, but I I just don't believe in the Grizzlies. So let's get into the Grizzlies Lakers game. We got the Lakers laying four and a half points. Lakers minus 200 on the money line. The Grizz are plus 165. You're over under at BetMGM, the king of parlays, 219 and a half. I love the Lakers here. Lakers minus 200. I would maybe. If we're talking money line parlay, maybe I would put the Lakers with something, but I'm just not a believer in Memphis on the road. And if you look at them during the regular season, this is held true during this is a trend that is held true throughout the regular season and throughout the playoffs. Like the Heat trends, throw them out the window. They're a completely different team. The Grizzlies have been the same team on the road during the postseason that we saw during the regular season, which is garbage against the number. They're 14, 28, and one against the number when playing away from Memphis. That is second worst in the league. I think the worst team was, I think it might have been the Heat, actually. So mm-hmm. you've got a Lakers team playing at home. And this Lakers team, the fascinating thing about the Lakers is if you look at how they played after the All-Star break, they were the fourth best team in the NBA record-wise. So when I was talking yesterday about how the Heat aren't playing like an eight seed and we're having that argument about whether or not the Bucks failed or not, like the Lakers might be the much lower seed here, but they're not playing like a seven seed. So – I think the Grizzlies have provided more than enough motivation for LeBron James here. Dylan Brooks continues to talk. LeBron just had a bad shooting night last time out. I think he recovers tonight. He's too good to have two back-to-back bad shooting nights. Lakers minus four and a half. That's the play for me. 
I like it as well. But let's talk about the sabotage factor, as we always do on the mm -hmm. show, which I think is important. You know, if you have a, a thought, you need to look at the potential landmines. The Lakers have not been shooting well. You said this, you know, mm -hmm. about LeBron, but it's just a team that's not a team full of shooters. And I think maybe that's their Achilles heel, that if the Grizzlies come out to another fast start, because look at that last game. The Grizzlies were up like double digits, I think, or close to it in the first half of this game. The game never yeah. got close because I think if the game is close at the end, I would trust the Lakers more to close it out because they're the more experienced squad. Obviously, they have LeBron. And also, the depth is there. Like, I think the depth for mm -hmm. the Lakers is way better than what we've seen from the Grizzlies. They get more from their bench players like Achimura. They get uh, maybe Austin Reeves starts. But still, guys that are not named LeBron James and Anthony Davis, even if they don't have big games, somebody usually steps up. But they're not the greatest of shooters, shooting 30% from the three-point line uh, over the course of the postseason. But a couple of guys to circle, LeBron James rebounds, uh, has had at least 10 rebounds in every single game but one. And also, looking at Desmond Bain, do we think Desmond Bain continues to be that, like, 1A, 1B to John ja Morant in this game? Because he's had some massive performances uh, going for 33 last game and 36 the game before. Ooh. Yeah, I think he's probably the guy that you go with here if you want to bet on the Grizz. I mean, maybe John ja Morant, but I think Desmond Bain probably is going to have more value just because you know if betters are looking at player props in this game, they're going to look at LeBron. They're going to look at AD. They're going to look at John ja Morant. And you're right. Desmond Bain has been sort of the quiet superstar, if you will, because we focus mm -hmm. on John ja Morant and then we focus on Dylan Brooks just because he's talking so much. But you're spot on. Desmond Bain has been fantastic. I think he had 33 last time out. So if I'm betting a player prop, that's the one I would be on for sure. I think it's a good call. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.